Good morning and welcome to the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily number 268. It is Friday, December 18, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and it's ugly. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, happy Friday, and welcome to the last Friday's, the last Proactive Cybersecurity Daily that we'll record on a Friday for the year of 2020. We will record again next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and that'll do it. Um, we will, of course, take a break for the holidays, and then we'll record the following Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then take a break again, and that'll do it for 2020. So there will be no more Thursday and Fridays for the rest of the year. Sounds like a long time, but it's not. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be spectacular. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, please go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type get HIPAA compliance into the search and join the group. Do it as quickly as I just said that. Um, and if you're in the Northeast, hopefully you were able to dig out. We got, um, officially they're saying 13 inches of snow, but I saw other parts of the Northeast got up to 40 inches of snow which is we went through that once i never want to do that again so uh hopefully you're all safe and recovering from the first blast of snow we've seen in a couple of years really that you know major snow all right let's jump into it so we have five million wordpress sites running contact form 7 plugin open to attack this is on threat post it's a very popular plugin that I have used in the past, have not been using it as of late, last couple of years probably. Critical unrestricted file upload bug in contact form 7 allows an unauthenticated visitor to take over a site running the plugin. A patch for the popular WordPress plugin called contact form 7 was released to yesterday. It fixes a critical bug that allows an unauthorized or an unauthenticated adversary to take over a website running the plugin or possibly hijack the entire server hosting the site, which that's pretty scary if you're on a shared hosting platform and somebody decides not to update their site. The patch comes in the form of a 5.3.2 version update to the Contact Form 7 plugin. So if you are using Contact Form 7, make sure you are on 5.3.2. Uh, because any older version will be vulnerable to this this vulnerability and you may be responsible for taking down other websites uh, bleepy computer ransomware masqueraded as mobile version of cyberpunk 2077 so if you are a gamer listen up a threat actor is distributing fake windows and android installers for cyberpunk 2077 game that is installing ransomware called calling itself coderware to trick users into installing malware threat actors commonly distribute them as gamer installers, cheats, and cracks for copyrighted software. This week, Kaspersky malware analyst Tatiana Shiskova discovered an Android ransomware masquerading as a mobile version of Cyberpunk 2077 game. The game was being distributed from a fake website impersonating a legitimate Google Play Store. Shiskova tweeted that the coderware ransomware utilizes a hard-coded key, which means a decryptor can be made if necessary to recover files for free. RC4 algorithm with hard-coded key in this example and then a bunch of random numbers is used for encryption. That means that if you got the files encrypted by this ransomware, it is possible to decrypt them without paying the ransom. 
you can see the hard-coded key and again the random numbers in the ransomware source code and there is a an image of that on the bleeping computer website so you can go take a look at that this ransomware is the same as the one discovered by malware hunter team in november that was disguised as a windows cyberpunk 2077 installer like the android version this ransomware calls itself CodeAware, but is a variant of the black kingdom ransomware the Windows variant was a Python compiled executable that would encrypt a victim's files and append a .daemon extension to encrypted file names. It's not known if the Windows version uses a hard-coded key at this time. So, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, make sure you're only getting it from legitimate sources because the cracked versions or fake versions or alternative resources usually lead to problems and that goes for really any software not just games iranian nation state hackers linked to pay to key ransomware this is in bleeping computer iranian backed hacking group fox kitten which we've seen a lot of as of late has been linked to pay to key ransomware operation that has recently started targeting organizations from israel and brazil we estimate with the medium to high confidence that pay to key is a new operation conducted by Fox Kitten, an Iranian APT group that began a new wave of attacks in November, December 2020 that entailed dozens of Israeli companies threat intelligence fir firm Clear Sky Says. According to the report published today, this campaign is part of an ongoing cyber confrontation between Israel and Iran with the most recent wave of attacks causing significant damage to some of the affected companies. The Iranian-backed Fox Kitten hacking group also tracked as Parasite by ICS cybersecurity company Dragos has been active since at least 2017 and is known for orchestrating and being involved in cyber espionage and data theft campaigns. They've also sold access to compromised corporate networks to other threat actors on underground forums and were detected while using CVE 2020-5902 exploits and attacks targeting vulnerable F5 big IP devices. So this, this is one of the um, one of the VPN vulnerabilities that exist out there. There's a few. This is one of them, F5 big IP. Fox Kitten also provides access to the networks of compromised entities to another Iranian hacking group called tracked as APT33, aka Elfin and Magnalium. Pay to Key is a relatively new ransomware operation that has targeted Israeli and Brazilian organizations over the past month. Starting with October 2020, Fox Kitten has been using pay to key ransomware attacks as cover for stealing sensitive information from industry insurance and logistics companies. The group has exploited vulnerabilities in Pulse Secure. These are the other ones. Fortinet, F5, and Global Protect VPN products or publicly exposed remote desktop protocol to gain access to the targets, networks, and deploy malware payloads. So these are all known. They're using well-known vulnerabilities is what it's coming down to. The pay-to-key operators ability to make rapid move of spreading the ransomware within an hour to the entire network as discovered by checkpoint also provides hints that the group most likely being a state-sponsored operation with apt grade skills 
and resources. They also set up a pivot device to be used as an outgoing communication proxy between the infected devices and the C2 servers, which helps them evade or reduce the risk of detection before encrypting all reachable network systems. Indicators of compromise spotted during the pay-to-key ransomware attacks also linked them to previous Iranian destructive attacks, according to the Israeli cybersecurity firms Profiro and Security Joes. So this is a new Iranian, a new tool being used by Iranian threat actor group Fox Kittens, and it targets currently they're targeting Israel and Brazil. However, don't be surprised if they start targeting the U.S. on that. Um, U.S. is a common target for Iranian state nation state hackers. Nation state hackers breached U.S. think tank thrice in a row. Trice meaning three times. This is also on bleeping, bleeping computer. An advanced hacking group believed to be working for the Russian government has compromised the internal network of a think tank in U.S. three times. Incident responders from cybersecurity firm Veloxity investigating the attacks between late 2019 and, and July 2020 named the threat actor Dark Halo, a versatile adversary capable of quickly switching to different tactics and techniques to carry out long-term stealthy operations. In one attack, Dark Halo leveraged a newly discovered vulnerability for Microsoft Exchange Server that allowed them to bypass multi-factor authentication defenses against unauthorized email access. In another, the actor used a Trojanized update for the SolarWinds network, an applications monitoring platform Orion that enabled the breach cybersecurity company FireEye and several U.S. government nations, which we're going to get to in a moment. Bypassing Duo's authentication challenge. When investigating the first incident, Velocity discovered that the attacker used multiple tools, backdoors, and malware implants that had allowed the attacker to remain undetected for several years. Dark Halo primarily used living off the land utilities and weekly operations aiming to extract emails from select individuals that included executives, policy experts, and IT staff. The attacker deployed malware and tools only when they had no choice. After being kicked out of the victim's network the first time, Dark Halo found their way back in by exploiting a remote code execution vulnerability in the on-prem Microsoft Exchange server, which uh, CVE 2020-0688 was patched back in February, so 10 months ago. Um, we've talked about that one a few times as well. It's being used frequently still because I don't remember the numbers, but a significant number of, of um, on-prem Exchange servers are still vulnerable. And technical details about it were published two weeks later by early March. Velocity had observed advanced hackers attempting and even successfully exploiting the vulnerability. After getting in, Darkado was able to log into victim's email account via Outlook web app, OWA, you probably know it as, using only the stolen username and password despite the protection of Duo's multi-factor authentication system. MFA is a second authentication challenge defending against unauthorized access using legitimate Username and password combination and log from the Duo authentication server showed no login attempt for that account, so the MFA challenge was not presented at login. Logs from the Exchange server confirmed that the attacker had obtained access only by providing the correct username and password. Investigating further, Velocity discovered that Dark Halo had not relied on a vulnerability but used a novel technique that took advantage of the normal MFA flow. Analyzing the memory of the OWA server, the researchers discovered that the attacker had gained access to the protected email account by providing a cookie for the dual MFA session called the dual SID. Generating the cookie was possible after compromising the OWA server and stealing the secret key and integrating dual with OWA known as a, a known as a key. 
a user-generated unknown to Duo and essential for the multi-factor authentication to work. Um, and then it goes on to talk about the SolarWinds compromise, the SolarWinds breach. We've talked about it a few times already. Essentially what has happened was a patch to the SolarWinds environment, Orion environment, was compromised and um, code was added to the patch and then that patch was pushed out to multiple customers of SolarWinds Orion and they're saying 18,000 potential victims here and so we're going to talk about some of those victims. First up, CISA hackers breached U.S. government using more than SolarWinds backdoor. The U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency said that the APT group behind the recent compromise campaign targeting U.S. government agencies used more than one initial access vector. CISA has evidence of additional initial access vectors other than SolarWinds Orion platform. However, these are still being investigated. CISA will update this alert as new information becomes available, the agency said. Now, organizations that have the backdoor delivered through SolarWinds Orion have been targeted by the adversary with follow-on actions. So, in other words, there were 18,000 people targeted, but not all of them, not people, organizations targeted, but not all of them have been acted on. The APT group suspected to be the Russian state-sponsored APT-29, a.k.a. Cozy Bear and the Dukes, was present on the networks of compromised organizations for long periods of time, according to CISA. Additionally, the agency said that it is very likely that the threat actor behind the coordinated hacking campaign made one made use of other tactics, techniques, and procedures that have not yet been discovered as part of the ongoing investigation. And FireEye kind of hinted at that, so we will probably hear more about that in the coming days and weeks. The agency is also currently investigating incidents where it found TTPs, and again, that's tactics, techniques, and procedures consistent with this ongoing malicious activity, including some where victims either do not leverage SolarWinds Orion or where SolarWinds Orion was present, but where there was no SolarWinds exploitation activity observed. CISA has determined that the threat possesses or the threat poses a grave risk to the federal government and state, local, and tribal territorial governments, as well as critical infrastructure entities and other private sector organizations. There is a lot of concern about federal government critical infrastructure. This APT actor has demonstrated patience, operational security, and complex tradecraft in these intrusions. CISA expects that the removing this threat actor from compromised environments will be highly complex and challenging for organizations. Additional technical details, including info on initial infection vectors, tactics, te tactics, techniques, and procedures used in this campaign mitigation measures and indicators of compromise are available in CISA's AA 20-3352A alert. The compromise of multiple U.S. federal networks after the SolarWinds breach was officially confirmed today for the first time in a joint statement issued by FBI, CISA, and ODNI. This is a de developing situation, and while we continue to work to understand the full extent of this campaign, we know this compromise has affected networks within the federal government, the U.S. intelligence agency said. Microsoft, FireEye, GoDaddy have collaborated to create a kill switch for the SolarWinds backdoor to force the malware to delete itself from compromised networks. Um, in short, what they did was Microsoft um, forcefully took one of the domains that was used for this for this attack and pointed it at an IP that was also that they owned actually, but it was also included in in the attack somehow. And by doing so, that killed the attack 
I'm not really sure what the extent of that is and if there's still a threat to other um, organizations as we've mentioned but um, some of those organizations we're going to talk about now nuclear weapons agency hacked and widening cyber attack sources and this is on threat posts threat posts sources said the DOE suffered damage in the attack which also likely extends beyond the initially known solar winds Orion attack vector the energy department and its national national nuclear security agency NNSA which is the agency that maintains the US nuclear stockpile have been compromised as part of the widespread cyber attack cover uncovered this week stemming from massive solar winds hack an exclusive report by Politico cited DOE official sources who said that their department was infiltrated by the cyber attackers including hits on the NNSA the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission FERC for short which has oversight over for the entire department the Sandia and Los Alamos National Labs in Washington and New Mexico and the Richmond Richland field office for the DOE NBC News on Thursday evening said it had confirmed the report. The sources also said that not only was the DOE caught up in the espionage portion of the campaign, but the attackers have been able to do more damage at FERC than the other agencies, and that they have evidence of highly malicious activity aimed there. The official said they, offer, they offered no other details. DOE and NNSA officials have begun the notification process for their congressional oversight body sources added with the doe the number of government divisions known to be impacted comes to six that includes the pentagon the department of homeland security national institute of health department of treasury and department of commerce Cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency warned earlier on thursday that the alleged the already sprawling cyber attack could be much larger than originally thought the known attack vector for the incident is no is solar winds orion network management platform which, whose users were infected by a stealth backdoor that opened the way for lateral movement to other parts of the network. It was pushed out via Trojanized product updates to almost 18,000 organizations around the globe. Now it appears that SolarWinds may not be alone in its attack vector role in the campaign since it has evidence of additional initial access vectors other than SolarWinds Orion platform. However, these are still being investigated. Since the meanwhile, whose top official, Christopher Krebs, was fired for calling the 2020 U.S. presidential election secure, told FERC that it was overwhelmed and lacked the resources to properly respond, sources said. Well, that's not a good sign. The full extent of the attack is unknown, as are the perpetrators, researchers, and lawmakers alike, citing the highly sophisticated nature of the attack. They believe the intrusions were likely carried out by Russian intelligence, though the U.S. has not officially made any attribution. This is a developing story, and of course, we will continue to update you as we get more information, but we do have more information. Microsoft confirms breach in SolarWinds hack, denies infecting others, so Microsoft was also breached as a result of the SolarWinds attacks. Microsoft has confirmed that they were hacked in the recent SolarWinds attacks, but denied that their software is compromised and supply chain attack to infect customers. This past weekend, it was discovered that Russian state-sponsored hackers breached SolarWinds and used their auto-update mechanism to distribute a backdoor to clients. The malicious software is a backdoor tracked as SolarGate by Microsoft or Sunburst by FireEye and reached the infrastructure of approximately 18,000 customers, including the U.S. Treasury, U.S. NTIA, and the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Tonight, Reuters released a report stating that sources indicated that Microsoft was not only compromised in the SolarWinds supply chain attack, but also had their software modified to distribute malicious files to its clients. 
let's hope that that was not in the form of a Microsoft Windows 10 update. In a tweet by Frank Shaw, the corporate vice president of communications at Microsoft, Microsoft denies, based on current findings, the report Shaw confirmed that Microsoft detected malicious SolarWinds binaries in their environment, but that their systems were not used to compromise clients. Um, again, this is developing, so we will alert you as necessary. I would say if you have not patched, if you have a pending Microsoft patch, you might want to wait a day or two at least. And on Bleepy Computer, FBI CISA officially confirmed U.S. government hacks after SolarWinds breach. Compromised multiple U.S. federal networks following the SolarWinds breach was officially confirmed for the first time in joint statement released earlier today by the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and CISA, and the Office of Director of National Intelligence, ODNI. Over the course of the past several days, the FBI, CISA, and ODNI have become aware of significant ongoing cybersecurity campaign the U.S. intelligence agencies says. This is a developing situation, and while we continue to work to understand the full extent of this campaign, we know this compromise has affected networks within the federal government. National Council, National Security Council has established a cyber unified coordination group following the SolarWinds breach to help the intelligence agencies better coordinate the U.S. government's response efforts surrounding this ongoing espionage campaign. To establish the UCG, the NSC used the Presidential Policy Directive 41 and its annex both issued in July of 2016 by the Obama administration. The UCG process facilitates continuous and comprehensive coordination for a whole-of-government efforts to identify, mitigate, and remediate, and respond to the incident, as NSC spokesman John Ulyat said two days ago. The highly trained and experienced professionals across the government are working diligently on this matter. During this coordinated whole of government response effort, the FBI will be lead for threat response. DHS CISA will lead all of all asset response activities, and ODNI will lead intelligence support and related activities. The FBI will focus its efforts on collecting additional intelligence on threat actors behind the compromise campaign and on attributing, pursuing, and disrupting their ongoing cyber espionage efforts. DHS CISA has already issued an emergency directive after suspected Russian state-sponsored hackers breached SolarWinds, asking federal civilian agencies to immediately disconnect or power down affected SolarWinds Orion products on their networks to block future attacks. The DHS security agency is one keeping in contact with all government, private sector, and international partners during the coordinated response effort, as well as providing resources and information needed to those affected by the campaign to recover quickly. CISA is engaging with our public and private stakeholders across the critical infrastructure community to ensure they understand their exposure and are taking steps to identify and mitigate any compromise, the joint statement reads. Yesterday, Bleepy Computer also reported that Microsoft FireEye and GoDaddy collaborated to create a kill switch for the SolarWinds backdoor deployed on compromised networks to force the malware to terminate itself. We did talk about that a few times already. Um, and the list of victims just keeps growing. So, so it's going to be, when all is said and done, there's going to be a lot to talk about and a lot to to unpack um, with this hack. And hopefully that's, there is, I'm really hoping that it would be a scary thing if that somehow found its way into Windows updates. So I don't think that's the case, but I don't know. We'll see what happens, I suppose. That is going to do it for the Friday edition, the last Friday edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily for 2020. So until Monday, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.